welcome back to me tv reviews i am your host mo and today we are discussing shelter y'all i knew i i slipped off the wagon for a little bit but i'm back season one episode six titled candy's room yeah It's a whole bunch of candy being tossed around this episode from the beginning of it, okay? So anyway, I hope everybody's week has been going well. We made it to Friday. Oh my goodness, okay? Thank goodness we made it, y'all. I hope whatever you guys decide to do this weekend to celebrate your couple of days off, um, I hope you guys stay safe, okay? All right, so we're going to do the synopsis and then we're going to get right into the episode. So the synopsis for this one is Mickey makes an outlandish request. Shira finds herself in an awkward position. Emma reacts with rage to a betrayal. A major mystery is solved, but Mickey finds himself in over his head. All right, y'all. Y'all ready? All right, let's jump right in. So we start the episode off right where we left off with the last one, and that is... Mickey and Rachel still sitting in the car on the stakeout to see if they can end up talking to Octoface because he walked into this club. I'm going to assume that it's called Candy's Room because it's got like a little candy wrapper neon light, okay, lit right above the door. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say that that's probably what it's called. So they're sitting out here and Rachel's like, hey, you know, so it's getting really late. Your aunt would be pissed if you came back, you know, and she was already up. And yeah, no, we should go. And so he was like, well, you know, maybe Octoface is still in there. He knows where Ashley is. We we still need to talk to him. And so he was like, let's just hold out for a few more minutes. So they wait literally like 30 more seconds. And then some security guys uh, bounce this dude up out the club. They beat him up real quick and tell him to go on, go on about his business because he's causing some ruckus in the club. We never see Octoface, though. The security dudes tell them, tell Rachel and Mickey to go on about their business as well. Okay, so Mickey goes home. At this point, the son has beat him home. Okay. Shira is in the bed with Hannah. They had a good night last night. Okay. And so Shira wakes up once she hears the door open and she's like, oh, shoot. Mickey's home, like, you got to get out of here. And so she was like, ah, you know, just like old times. And she was like, yeah, 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 get your clothes on, okay? You got to get out of here. <laughs> it seems like Hannah may be feeling more nostalgia than Shira is at this point. So Shira comes out her bedroom, and she's real awkward about it. And he was like, you know, I'm sorry that I stayed over at Rachel's. We were doing a history project, and we fell asleep. And so she was like, okay, cool. And then she thought about it. She was like, no, not cool, okay? No more sleepovers at your girlfriend's house. You could have at least called and said that you were going to be staying. And he was like, she's not my girlfriend. And okay, I told you, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I would call you next time. But you acting weird. What's up? And she was like, me acting weird? Uh, no, uh, no, I'm good. I'm going to the, the memorial for Dylan Shake today. Do you want to come? And he was like, yeah, cool. Okay, cool. So I'll just pick you up after school. So then he tells her, well, he asks her for a huge favor, and the huge favor is he wants to exhume his dad's body. 
And so she's like, why in the world would you want to do that? For closure. And so he goes on to explain that when he went to the graveyard to go visit him, he didn't feel like he could feel his dad's presence there. So he doesn't believe that his dad's body is there. Again, she tries to probe for more of a deeper explanation. And Mickey is like, please, can you just trust me on this one? We don't see what her answer is, but I'm going to assume that she probably will agree to do this. And we're probably going to see that his dad's body is probably not there. But we'll see. So over at Hannah's house, Hannah is sneaking in. And she's looking around the house trying to see if she can find Ken. Trying to see if he's up. And then she finally gets to the kitchen and he's sitting down drinking some coffee. And he was like, you know, uh, you didn't come home last night. What was up? And so she said that she stayed over Shira's. He said, you know, when you didn't come home, all of the anger just ran right through my body, okay? But now I'm just mostly sad, okay? And so she was like, you don't think that um, Troy knows that we're having issues in our marriage? And he was like, no, because honestly, I didn't even think that we were having issues up until last week. Well, that just goes to show how much you pay attention to what's really happening here in this house, but okay. And so he was like, look, man, just tell me what I can do to fix it. Okay, anything that you say, I'll do. I just want to have my wife back. So then we go to school and they're down in their little boiler room set up. And they're going over everything that's happened with Octoface. They do believe that whoever kidnapped Dylan Shakes all those years ago is probably the same person that kidnapped Ashley. We also know that Dr. Kent was kidnapped by um, the security dudes, but... We still need more answers out of him regard, regarding Dylan Shake's last visit with him. But they got to figure out where in the world he is. So, speaking of Dylan Shakes, Mickey goes on to mention that he's going to the thing with Shira. And there's a great possibility that whoever did this all these years ago might show up to the memorial. Because, you know, usually perverted people like to see the pain that they've caused other people and so they probably will show up so spoon and ema agree to go with him so we'll see what happens at this memorial so ema comes into class and this is one of the classes that she has with whitney and so when she comes in she's like hey what's up and whitney just gives her a hey and she looks forward and doesn't really say anything else to ema so ema's like what is going on here we find out soon enough because Buck comes over the PA system to give the morning announcements and he congratulates Ema for winning the role that she won playing the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera and then he also goes on to reveal her mom's true identity. And of course, as soon as this is revealed, she's looking at Whitney. Whitney is still facing forward like she knew she done effed up. All the kids are in class, you know, just like whispering and all of that about her saying that she looks nothing like her mom this that and the third and buck is still giving the announcements y'all mickey done left class to try to find i thought buck but no spoon actually found him y'all he walked up into the office and just like dicked buck okay and then mickey was actually going to go try to find ema to check on her and see if she was okay but Ema was already gone from class. Y'all, I don't like Whitney. <laughs> I don't. Uh, 
So anyway, Shira is with Hannah and she's asking her, does she still have a connection at the uh, medical examiner's office? And she was like, yeah, why? What's up? And so she was like, well, I was just wondering if maybe you could help me exhume Brad's body. So Hannah was like, what's going on? So Shira goes on to explain everything to her about how Mickey is feeling. And then she mentions that she has sort of kind of been feeling that way as well about Brad. And then she plays her the voicemail that Brad had left her when they came back in town. And she was like, maybe it's just a coincidence because... I think a couple of days or maybe a couple of hours after he left that voicemail, he was dead, okay? Call it bad timing, maybe, but I highly doubt that this is just a coincidence. And so Hannah says that she's going to try to look into it for her. Back at the school, <laughs> Mickey runs into Spoon and he called him Floyd Mayweather. So turns out Spoon ended up getting suspended for two days um and then you know they say that they're gonna go to the memorial by themselves to try to figure out what's going on with dr ken and dylan shakes so whitney is waiting for Emma. i guess when she got out of class and some girls come you start taking pictures for Emma, talking about how she doesn't look anything like her mom you know just being rude ass kids and so Whitney has the audacity to try to take up for her. Trick, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't even be in this position in the first place. So she takes up for Emma. She she called the girls the fake bitches or whatever. Sorry, y'all. That's what she said. Not me. And so Emma was like, girl, you got some nerve to talk, okay? And so she was like, you know, I'm so sorry. I didn't, you know, mean to do this. I didn't mean to hurt you. Okay, but you did. And so she goes on to reveal that Buck was actually blackmailing her because he had found out that Whitney had actually brought her first 500,000 subscribers to You Do You, okay? And so it turns out that Whitney was just, y'all, she was gaslighting Emma. She was BSing Emma, getting all up in her head, talking about, you know, how none of this really mattered to her. Um, nobody really knows her for the true her. And, you know, the the public's opinion of her, she doesn't care about any of that. But now all of a sudden, she's telling Ema that she didn't want Buck to let that tea spill because that would mean that her partnerships and her sponsorships that she's gotten from all of these other businesses um, and corporations, those would all be gone. Like, really, your brother would do you like that? First off, what type of family do you have if he's going to do you like that? Second off, like, <laughs> you you don't have any other tea that you can tell Buck. Okay, you had to tell him that. So anyway, she tries to explain this to Ema. Honestly, I'm with Ema on this when she was like, stay the F away from me. Honey, good riddance. Bye, Whitney. We don't want nothing to do with you, girl. Get out of here. So before Shira and Mickey go into this memorial, she breaks the news to him about his father. And so she brings up the time where she had told him the story about how his dad was bullied into going into Bad Lady's house. And she reveals that she was the bully. And she doesn't know why she did it, but maybe it was just like peer pressure, sibling, you know, something, whatever there. Because um, you know how siblings can be mean sometimes. Um, but, you know, she just hopes that 
with her revealing that that Mickey isn't upset with her, that he doesn't hate her all over again. And he says, no, okay, I don't hate you or him. And so she goes on to reveal that, you know, after everything happened with him going in the house, he was screaming for her to help him. And so she ran to go get her parents. And by the time they came back, he was just sitting on the front porch. But he was never the same after he came back out of Bad Lady's house. Now, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Clearly, that shaped the rest of his future. But um, she just says that he was not the same. So Mickey says, you know, no, I don't hate you or him for any of this, the decisions that you guys made. I just want the truth. So they go into the memorial. She runs into Rachel. Um, you know, they say they're pleasantries. Um, and then Mickey and Spoon run into Rachel as well. They speak their pleasantries, and then Rachel goes to sit with Troy. So, he's done some self-reflecting, and, you know, he wants, come on, he wants to be her man, okay? Not like, later on, okay, I want to do the work now, so that 25 years down the line, um, you know, we can still be a a happy, healthy you know, partnership or marriage or whatever the case may be at this point, because Troy is definitely being affected by what's going on between his parents. And so she was like, you know, I commend you for doing this work. Okay. You're definitely cute when you're in this type of mood. Speaking of moods, y'all, Ken ends up pulling Shira to the side and reveals to her that Hannah ended up asking him for a divorce this morning. And so he basically came to Shira because he wants her to help him win his lady back. And he knows that Hannah usually listens to what Shira has to say. And so she was like, no, Ken, I can't. Okay. That's not my place to speak on it. (laughs) Y'all think he suspect anything yet? Um, If not, I'm sure he will pretty soon. So Mrs. Freeman gets up there. She does the memorial for Dylan, and she says how he was such a bright kid, very happy when he, you know, wasn't around his dad. Unfortunately, now, because of what's happened to Brad, he and both Brad have been taken from them way too soon. And um, she goes on to say that now's the time for the truth to be revealed, so they won't rest until justice comes for Dylan. So if you know some know something about it say something so as she's giving the memorial uh speech for him we see dr kent in the back of the church and then also we see dylan's dad in the back of the church so mrs freeman is speaking directly to him when she's saying that justice needs to be served for poor little dylan so She also expounds on his and Brad's relationship. And then we get this flashback in an instance of when um, at the baseball game, his dad was kind of like pressuring him to, I guess, do better. But I mean, you know, kids are kids. Like this is supposed to be fun for them. This is supposed to be like super serious sport, right? So Brad ends up going and telling him, hey, you can't hit the ball if you don't swing at the ball. And so although Dylan swung, he did not hit the ball. He didn't connect. And as a result, they lost that game. And his dad was hella pissed, right? So we'll jump forward a little bit. After the memorial, 
Mrs. Freeman confronts Dylan's dad and says, you got some nerve coming up in here. And he was like, you know, I want to honor my son too. Sir, you are the reason that he's probably no longer with us. And so she ends up asking him what happened that night. And so he says that he had been drinking, okay? And he, he knows that Dylan did come home. He probably walked to get there, but then he starts to stutter because he remembers that he did something very horrific to Dylan. But he says that he did not kill him, okay? So at the same time that he's revealing this information to Mrs. Friedman, we also have Dr. Kent, because Mickey caught up to him before he got a chance to get away. Mickey caught up with Dr. Ken, and Dr. Kent revealed that, yes, Dylan, he did see Dylan the night that he disappeared. However, you know, he he's not sure what happened after that, but he did tell him what was wrong with Dylan when Dylan came to see him. We don't know what happened. Um, all we see is Dylan saying, no, 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 and screaming, right? So then... Just as Dr. Ken is getting in the car, Mickey turns around and he sees the EMT guy that had something to do with Brad the night that he disappeared, or the night of the accident, rather. So he tries to go chase the EMT dude down, but he loses him in the crowd. So he ends up going back into the church and he's looking around for him, and then he sees somebody standing up like in the second tier of the church. So he goes up there and he sits down and we don't see who he's talking to at first, but he was like, I know. Okay. And then he says, I know you're Dylan Shakes. Y'all tell me why it's the secret service dude that works with Bad Lady. And so we find out that not only is Dylan alive, y'all, but we find out what happened to him. So after the game, his dad was pissed at him. And so when he came home, y'all, his dad ended up putting a cigarette out in Dylan's eye. And that's the reason why he wears these sunglasses all the time. Y'all, I felt so bad. And all Dylan could do was just do silent tears, right? He just did the silent cry. And so he ends up asking him, you know, why don't you tell anybody that you're alive? He was like, it wouldn't do no good, no way. And so then um, he said, well, Mrs. Freeman, I'm sure would love to know that you're okay. And so he said, we see that after Dylan got burned by his dad, oh my gosh, that, that is so awful, y'all. Um, after Dylan got burned by his dad, he actually did run to Bat Lady's house. Bat Lady took one look at him and took him in. And he's been with her ever since. She saved his life. And so Brad, he said that Brad, um, him and Brad are there for a reason. They worked with Abiona to rescue children. And he's, he goes on to say that um, Bat Lady sees that same potential in Mickey, okay, with Ashley. And so... After that, like I said, he asked him about why he didn't tell anybody that he's alive. But before Dylan gets ready to leave, Mickey tells him, hey, so we're going to dig up my dad's grave. What will we find? And all he can tell him is the truth. Y'all, his dad is not in that grave. I don't think Brad is dead. Emma is watching phone calls go by from Whitney, and Spoon ends up calling her, and... 
He's just checking on her, and she says that, of course, she's missing phone calls. She had told Whitney to go F off, as she should, and she's so mad at herself because she can't believe that she let her guard down enough to actually think that she could trust Whitney with her secret. And Spoon was like, you know what? Don't be discouraged, okay? I'm proud of the fact that you have let your guard down, okay? You have opened up yourself a little bit enough. Okay, so I'm proud that you were able to take this baby step. Okay, you'll you'll be okay. So they're talking and that's good. And so then he brings up the fact that you remember that time that we kissed. And of course, (laughs) this makes her smile, right? Just to kind of take our mind off of things. I love him. So Hannah and Shira meet up. Hannah um, basically confronts Shira and she reveals that she is in love with Shira. And she asks Ken for the divorce because she feels like she's been living this lie, okay, for the last couple of years. And now she wants this divorce to go try to see what life would be like with Shira, okay? This is what she wants. This is what she knows that she wants for the rest of her life. Her, them together, forever and ever, amen, okay? She needs Shira in her life. And so she was like, you know, with me divorcing him and then me coming to you like I am, I just feel like you're going to get ready to run again. So before you leave, I just want to tell you that I love you. Now, what is Shira going to do? So Mickey takes it up on himself to go back to Candy's room by himself. Okay? What were you thinking? Okay? Now, if you would have let somebody know... Well, as you walked up in there, like, hey, I'm here just in case something happens, then I wouldn't feel so bad about it. But I don't think he let anybody know where he was going. So he walks up in there and he gets through and I'm like, damn, did they not card him or anything? Because he still got his suit on from the memorial. So I guess they figured since he had a suit on, he was he was legal. So he gets up in there. He's looking around trying to find Ashley. We see that this girl's been peeping him out, right? So he goes up to one of the strippers calling her Ashley. She turns around and it's not her. So the girl that's been peeping him catches him just in time as the bouncers realize that he's not legal and he shouldn't be there. So they go to try to find him because he's like further down from where they are. She grabs him and basically like gives him an out, right? So she tells him that she's Ashley's best friend. They were really close, almost as if they were sisters, and she is there. However, she's in the dungeon, and it's too late to basically save her. And so he was like, I'm not leaving until I I leave with her, okay? I'm here to save her. And so she was like, you know, initially, Ashley got out. However, um, Buddy wanted to find her again. So Buddy is basically the guy that's in charge of this part of the human trafficking at this establishment, and, um, you know, he just was a slime ball. So because Buddy knew how close Ashley and this girl were, she said that he cloned her phone and posed as if, you know, he was Ashley and basically set Ashley up. And now she's back and she's getting sold off to this very wealthy man to do whatever he wants with her. And so he was like, oh, hell no. Like, I'm not leaving without her. And she, she, he asked her where she is. And she was like, well, she's in the dungeon. But if you try to go down there, like, it's basically a suicide mission. And he was like, and I don't care. Okay. I'm ready to go tonight if that's the case. So 
she ends up taking him down there you know she apologizes again like i said she feels like all of this is her fault that she's back and he says look you're doing enough by telling me to come down here so when he goes down there he knocks on his door because he thought he heard ashley and it turns out that it's not her it's some guy and um she also went on to say that buddy locks this door he changes the code to this door every few minutes so nobody essentially knows the code so he knocks on the door the guy comes to the door he tries to run but then there's two other guys that meet him at the other end and then um this lady comes up and she was like you know you're here for ashley this that and the third i'll take care of him boys right so she tells them to get back to their date night and then as soon as they leave she tells him that she's a part of aviona and so he was like okay well where's ashley this that and the third and she was like it's basically too late you know i helped um your dad brad with a lot of missions and the last one that we did was in europe and so of course he remembers the camping trip where he saw his his dad with all this blood on his hands and she goes on to say that they tried to save 12 girls from getting trafficked however they were too late and one of the 12 girls was actually ashley and so as she's telling him this he keeps wondering where ashley is um and so she's like look you got to get out of here okay because if not you're going to get killed and so he was like i don't care and so what i'm ready to go tonight again so she tells him you know what just get out of here i'm not going to tell you again so she tells she sneaks him out one of the other doors and um before she lets him go she ends up asking him you know i've been hearing rumors about brad and his death um, and I just want to know if they're true. Is he really dead? And he was like, you know, as much as I wanted to believe that he wasn't, he is. He's gone. And so he goes out the door only to be greeted by the two men that just beat him down a second ago. And so then she comes back out and was like, OK, I just had to make sure that Brad was dead. Take him, boys. So she lied to him basically just to make sure that Brad was dead. Now, what is Mickey going to do? because i feel like don't nobody know where he is so how are they going to save him shira is at the house and she's looking over some of brad's old memorabilia from when he played baseball so she's looking at his hat and she sees something sticking out from like the inside of the hat going towards the front of the hat so she flips the hat over and looks under the lid and there's it looks like it's possibly like a recording device okay meanwhile over at bat lady's house it seems like dylan must have took mickey's advice because martha is there mrs freeman is there and she's there talking to bat lady so she's going on and on about how she missed martha not martha how she missed bat lady at the memorial but bat lady has never been one to do all of the sentimental stuff so she they end up talking about dylan and his fallout from after his dad had basically like burned him with a cigarette and she was like how did you know about that and so she goes on to say that martha would have never been able to adopt him out because that was initially mrs friedman's plan um and so she's like you know his dad would have never let you adopt him um and so when he came here after he got burned and got hurt by his dad I gave him shelter she said I sent him somewhere where he would be safe and so 
Miss Friedman comes to the realization that Dylan is possibly still alive. So she asks, is he okay? Is he still alive? And she ends up asking, you know, why am I here? And when she asks that, Dylan comes around the corner and he says, so he can thank her in person. And so they hug and they're reunited. She realizes that Dylan is alive and he is safe. She pulls off his sunglasses and she sees his eye. So she knows that this is him. Y'all, he is okay. And they hug it out. It's really cute. Miss Mar- Miss Freeman is crying. It's, it's a whole situation. Even Bad Lady is tearing up. Meanwhile, outside Bad Lady's house, the EMT dude is just standing and looking at her house. Is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? I'm going to assume that he's probably a bad guy. And I wonder if the lady that's working with Buddy, if they're all in cahoots together. Anyway, so speaking of cahoots and Buddy, Mickey is in some dire trouble, you guys. So that the henchmen have uh, pulled him down to the beach and they took off the blindfold and you know the thing covering his mouth and so now he's trying to scream the dude was like you know I'll make it quick if it comes to that so instead of Mickey just like letting things happen and I'm glad that he didn't because who would right he ends up actually headbutting the guy that's got this gun pointed at him and then he takes off into the ocean they do uh they do cut his zip ties so he's going to be able to swim if he does get away but as he's running into the ocean the guy regains himself his composure and he starts busting off shots along with the other people that are there is mickey gonna make it out alive y'all surely he is right because he's one of the main characters but i hope he doesn't get shot in the process you know and something critical happened but we'll see and that's the way the episode ends, you guys. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And we still have two more episodes to go in this season. Hopefully they will have another season. Because like I said, this show is really good. Um, I know my friend Toya has been listening to like the audiobook. And she said that it is nothing like the show. But I'm wondering if it was a bestseller by chance. Because... She said that it's boring. <laughs> Shout out to you, Toya. But um, yeah, you guys let me know what you think about it. I'm pretty sure you probably have already um, finished the series. Or if you're just listening, just to be listening, let me know what you think. Okay, where is this going? Is that is is Brad okay? Is he alive too? <laughs> you can reach me at me UTV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You can also reach me at my TV Reviews podcast without the s on the end at gmail.com y'all please rate and review if you haven't already also please turn on your notifications if you haven't already that way once your other favorite podcast goes off mine comes on okay i love you guys please stay safe out there it is the weekend so go enjoy yourselves have fun but be safe okay until we meet over the airwaves again i am mo and i will talk to you guys soon bye